0: To help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I think it's appropriate that I was sitting in a Joe Muggs coffee shop in a Books A Million when I sat down to sketch out this week's podcast. I was sitting across from the diet and nutrition section and catty corner to the comic book section when it solidified for me. We are not good at reality. You know, we're either trying to alter it, fake it, escape it, or just never come to the place where we can accept it or understand it fully. You know, even this, this word reality TV that we seem addicted to, it's not real. You know, and then when pondering the thoughts so beautifully woven into the lyrics of this week's song by Crowder, uh, the rays of clarity began to peek through the fog of my mind. And I just, I said to myself, Michelle, you don't know how to come as you are. Come out of sadness from wherever you've been. Come broken hearted, let the rescue begin. Come find your mercy, oh sinner, come kneel. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow. An artist went searching the streets of New York City for a model to pose for a portrait that he wanted to call the prodigal. And one day he was passing Central Park and he saw this impoverished beggar lying on a bench and he thought, he is perfect. That man would represent the prodigal son beautifully in my painting. He asked the beggar if he would be willing to sit for his painting and told him that he would gladly pay him for his time. And of course... The beggar agreed. So on the day and time appointed, a man knocked on the door of the artist's small Brooklyn studio, and he, he ran to the door. He was really excited. He, he flung the door open just to, in time to find a clean-shaven young man dressed in a suit and tie standing before him. He, he realized it wasn't the right guy, so he was kind of disappointed. He says, oh, you, you must have the wrong door. The law office is down the hall. And the man replied, but you made an appointment with me. And the artist is like, no, I mean, I do have an appointment right now, but I've never seen you before. I made an appointment with a street beggar at at this hour. And the man at the door in the suit and the clean shaven face said, I'm the beggar. And the artist is like, you're the beggar? Yeah. After you left me last week, I found some money and I thought I'd get a new suit of clothes before you painted me. You see, the beggar wanted to show himself a masterpiece before the artist. But the artist wasn't looking for that. He wanted to create the masterpiece himself. And often when we come to God, we climb out of our pit and we take a shower and we get dressed up in our own garments of self-righteousness and we present ourselves before the Lord. Last week we talked about the sin that we tuck into the recesses of our soul and I, I told you what Ellie Holcomb was trying to portray in her song and when she said that she finally realized that it's okay to not be okay. So my challenge to you today is to come out of the challenge uh, out of the dark shadows. My challenge to myself is to come out of the dark shadows. you know God is waiting for us in his light, in his marvelous light and we talked about that last week on episode 60. So, today we're going to take it a little bit further. We need to come out into the light so that He can heal us and free us. So, lay down your burdens. Oh, wanderer, come home. You're not too far. So lay down your hurt, lay down your heart. Come as you are. So I've kind of been on a journey seeking to. Uh, seeking an answer to that dilemma that I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, that I'm really not good at coming as I am. I'm kind of like the beggar in my story. When I finally hear God's call to come out of the shadows, I either hide behind the fig leaves or I put on a shiny white smile and change the subject. You know, I don't tend to wallow in my suffering. That's just not part of my personality. On a good day, I leave it at the feet of Jesus. On a bad day, I just stuff it in the shadows and try to forget about it. And so I've been reading in a business book um, for work. It's called Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. And it's a great book about the paths and relationships in business, but also in our personal lives that we have to give up in order to move forward. I'm going to go ahead and link to it in the show notes for those of you who might be interested. In the show notes, you can find those at michelleneesat.com forward/61 One of the unique concepts that Dr. Cloud discusses is the life-saving virtue of hopelessness. Now, unfortunately for me, it took it took several chapters and a lot of pondering and thinking and processing and before I really understood the concept because um, Because because I had a predetermined idea in my mind about hopelessness. But then when I jumped into scripture this week, because I was inspired by our song to do that, it all came together. So I guess that makes it fortunate for you because I've kind of, it's, it's all come together for me and hopefully I can explain it in a way that you can understand. But Dr. Cloud says that the awareness of hopelessness is what finally causes people to wake up Realize that an ending must occur and finally feel energized to do it. And the reason that it took me so long to understand it, I get. let me say it one more time because, because it, it's really that good. The awareness of hopelessness is what finally causes people to wake up, realize that an ending must occur, and finally feel energized to do it. And again, it it took me a long time to get this because, honestly, I came to the conclusion that my viewpoint was that hope is always a good thing. You know, hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And so I've always associated hope with a positive feeling. And certainly there are good spiritual, scriptural, positive references to hope. So I don't want you to think that hope is always negative either. But the kind of hopelessness that Dr. Cloud is alluding to and, and Quote unquote, hoping that we can experience is the kind that allows us to see reality for what it is in hopeless situations so that we can take an alternate course of action. You know, sometimes hope gives us more time so that whatever we're hoping for can come to pass. But while hope buys us time, it spends it as well. And if we're not in touch with reality, it is hope that keeps us going down a road that has no realistic chance of being the right road or making what we want come to pass. So to further clarify what I'm trying to get at, and really to get to the point of the whole purpose of this podcast, which is let's look at God's Word. I never want these concepts or any kind of good thought to um, take precedence over God's Word, although I'm so excited about the parable that I am focusing on this week because it really, it really helped me understand this concept fully and bring it to light. I hope it does the same thing for you. But Jesus, he did a great job, a phenomenal job of telling stories. You know, they're called parables and a parable is a lesson wrapped up in a word picture And word pictures make it easier to understand. Sometimes you'll see in parables that they seem more like riddles than explanations. But the word pictures are always easier to remember. You know, here's the warning. Even if you think you know this story, I beg you to read it again. Read it for yourself. I'm going to be reading it in detail today, but I want you to read it from yourself. There are going to be details that will jump out at you that that didn't apply to your life the last time you read it. Don't forget, God's Word is living and active. You know, I was, I was talking to someone one time about reading God's Word, and basically they they said, yeah, I read that once. You know, like it was a movie that they only had to see once, or a book that they only had to read once. It is God's letter to us. It's His story for us. It is rich. It is full. It is living and active. And I really it needs to become a part of who we are and a habit of who we are to delve into it. It's not one of those things that you can say, okay, yeah, I read Luke. Now I'm done with that and I never have to go to it again. And I know that you you know that because otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening to the, the podcast. Um, if, if you're a new believer, maybe you didn't know that. And if you're a seasoned believer, then you kind of know that. But in our practice, sometimes we act like, yeah, I knew that. I've mentioned to you before that I've done a lot of of Bible memorization and I've fallen into the trap of like, not only have I read it, but I've totally memorized it, you know, so I don't need to read it again. I don't need to ponder it anymore. It's already hidden in my heart and that's just a lie from the enemy. It's just completely false. So don't forget God's word is living and active and even though you've probably heard this parable before. I want you this week, listen to me today, because you're probably doing something else besides sitting at your computer or with your Bible by your side. But when you get a chance, read it for yourself. So we're going to look at the parable of the lost son, also known as the prodigal son. Uh, Like the story I I talked about this earlier earlier. Uh, in the opener, but if you're not familiar with the story, I think once we read it, you're going to see why the artist in that story that I t- that I told you in the opening chose a dirty beggar as his subject for his masterpiece. So I'm going to jump into Luke chapter 15. I'm going to read several verses because I really want to read the whole story uh, so that it makes sense with what we're trying to accomplish today. So it starts out, and I'm reading in the New Living Translation. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I'm dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead, and he has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. What a beautiful story. You see clearly this picture of the lost son. You know, the father had a plan for him, but he chose his own way. He had to get to the place of hopelessness in order to wake up, realize an ending must occur and be energized enough to do it. The reality of his situation was that he made some horrible choices. You know, he, he squandered all that he had, had been given to him. And at this point now, he was finally broken and ashamed. But he knew which way was home. He realized the path that had been laid out for him was the best all along. And his hopelessness allowed him to finally change his direction So he no longer wandered. He went home. There's hope for the hopeless and all those who've strayed. Come sit at the table, come taste the grace. There's rest for the weary, rest that endures. Earth has no sorrow heaven can. I don't know what choices you've made. I don't know what paths you've set your feet on that have taken you to dark places of brokenness and shame. But in your hopelessness, there is hope for grace and rest, unmerited favor and peace that passes all understanding. We must come before God transparent with no inhibitions, worries or pride. God has already seen our weaknesses and our faults. We are not hiding from him anyway. The master artist has an appointment with you today. Don't come disguised as someone else. Don't try to clean up before you come to him. Come as you are. So what's next? Well, if you're a longtime listener, I'm sure you know the answer. Spend some time in Luke chapter 15, and I would say go ahead and jump into chapter 16 as well. I'm, I'm really hoping that you caught something at the beginning of the scripture that I read. It was a long story, I know, but at the very beginning it said, To illustrate the point further, Jesus told this story. To which your next question should be, to illustrate what point further? So we focused in on the hopelessness of the lost son today, but the purpose behind Jesus's story was to talk about why he chose to eat with notorious sinners. He even told several parables to make his point. He threw in a couple more to make some fresh points to key members of his audience. He was really speaking to the Pharisees, the, the religious leaders of the day. And um, I hesitate to say leaders. I would just say the religious people of the day. Um. So, I want you to read today's parable in context. I think uh, you can think more about this idea of hopelessness and coming as you are and not trying to clean up before you get there. But uh, if you read that parable in context and you can really see why Jesus was telling these stories, I'm really excited to hear what God is doing through his word in your life this week. So while you're in God's word this week, whether you're in Luke 15 and 16 or somewhere else, I just want to know how you're doing. Would you email me at Michelle at MichelleNesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook. My public site is Michelle L Let's talk about what you're learning or you can leave a comment on this week's show notes. MichelleNizat.com forward slash 61. And then I just want to ask for a quick favor if you don't mind. Uh, if would you subscribe to my podcast in iTunes so that you don't ever miss an episode? And then while you're there, would you be willing to leave me a review and a star rating? Uh, this really helps uh, encourage me, of course. Personally, I love to read your thoughts and your, and your notes and your honest reviews. But it also helps me stay visible to new, to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And one of the ways that I thank you, uh, not just by giving shout outs on the podcast, but I want to thank you for listening. And I have developed free resources just for you as a gift to thank you. I don't want you to have any excuses to not have God's word front and center every day. And so I create free memory verse resources that go along with the uh, podcast for the week. It usually has a verse that I, that has been highlighted in the podcast. And this week is is no different. I've created a fresh one to. Go along with this podcast. And so I will email those to you every week. Uh, You just have to subscribe. Go to MichelleNeesat.com and and on the right hand side, click on subscribe. Give me your name and email address, and I'll email them out to you each week. uh, These resources to help keep God's Word right in front of you. And I do want to give another shout out to Tracy from Louisiana. Sarah from Louisiana, Allison from California, Adriana from Louisiana, and Debbie from Washington. These are my newest subscribers. So I want to say to you, welcome. And that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use The Maker by Chris August to dive into scripture. I'm so excited about this one. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 61. While you're there, I would love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.